What's going on, people? This is live after hours in the man cave with your host Terry Wiggs. There you go, host Mark Kane. Go, host Mark Kane. Still milk in the refrigerator. Passes uh passes drinking date. So right now we got the Pacers and the Boston Celtics. Watching that game last night, I thought the Pacers could have pulled it off. Not only could they pull this game off, they could have been they could be up right now in this series, realistically 2-0. They could not finish quarter, especially the third and fourth quarter, been hunting them. As you said last night, Marcus, you was like, Man, they need Victor Ladipo out there. And when Kyrie hit that three, you said, That's the dagger right there. I'm like, man, it's still like eight minutes left in the quarter. And it was, that's when he hit the three to go up eighty-four to eighty-two. Man, Kyrie Irving right now is man playing sensational right now. You can tell by the way he's moving on the court. You can tell you on different knee pads, different types, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> um, right, he just all the way new. <laughs> yeah, he all the way new. Got a new tattoo on his arm. Say friends. Um, he's special. He's very special. So is Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum is very special. Um, he's very unselfish too. You know, had a nice pass at the end, towards the end of the game, to really put the game away to Gordon Hayward. Now, I thought them moving Kyrie to the two, had Terry Rozier play the one, and Kyrie went to work. <laughs> Kyrie went to work. It was looking like one of them old Cleveland playoff games. He was out there looking like he was looking kind of ridiculous. Yes, he was. I mean, for a minute, I thought he had on a Cavs jersey. I'm like, is that the Cavs Kyrie out there? Like, no, that, that's that's the Celtics one. He still got the baby fro. That, that's right. still the new Kyrie. <laughs> right. It's like with Kyrie, when jerseys tucked in, it's not a good game. But when untucked Kyrie come alive, it's like he he turned into a superhero. Untucked Kyrie Irving jersey is a is a problem, man. He's definitely a problem. <laughs> I'm looking at his where it is. We know how the Pacers lost this game. Like I said, Wesley Matthews had a two bozo, not crazy, two bozo bonehead turnovers and back-to-back situations. Uh, Boyan, he has, what, 17 points at halftime. Finished the game with 23. You, you, you cannot play like that. Boston Celtics is not... They're not a good defensive team, but they can get get make them set up a nice setting of a defensive set to get stops where they where, where they need. But the whole thing was haunting the the, the Pacers was they couldn't score. I mean, I mean, you tell me, Marcus, do they have a lid on the basket or what? I mean, it looked like they did. I think you know, uh, was it Bojanovic or Bogdanovic is Sacramento? No. But you know he. He started doing his little James Harden impersonation, you know, trying to hit cats with the step back. Right. But then late in the game, that just was not working out. I mean, like, they, they had no other option. That's what I was saying. Like, this is the time Victor Oladipo will be in the game saving the day. Right. Uh, they got they got nothing out of Miles Turner. Uh, Collison was a, a no-show in that fourth right. quarter anyway. Yeah, because he didn't have 13 and, points. He, he didn't do anything. Right. And so Kyrie just took full blown advantage of that. Him and Tatum just was like back to back. Uh, you go, I go. And, and it was getting them with like cutbacks and like fundamental plays. It wasn't even, well, Kyrie's shots were difficult, but Tatum was scoring off just fundamental basketball and right. errors on defense. Right. And like I said, Kyrie, when you said, the one thing I like about Kyrie, I know he had 37 points. 
the one thing people always don't give Kyrie enough credit for, look, he had six rebounds. Anytime Kyrie gets you five plus rebounds, and nine times ten is a win. The other thing I circled, Kyrie gave you two blocks. That means he's playing defense, people. He's playing defense out there. He's letting you, let you know and let the world know, I'm just on the score. When need be, if you want me to go out there and get some stops, I can come up with a couple of steals for you. I can get you two blocks. And I also like he got the seven assists. I mean, he's at, at the same time, he is spreading the love around so everybody else eat. And one thing you said on the touch on Jason Tatum, to give you 26 points and four rebounds, scoring at ease, picking the right spots on the floor to make baskets. You can tell working out with Kobe and he's picking Kobe Bryant's brain. When you get in a certain situation in the game, find your spot. Don't just go shoot like the gym room is on fire. Find your spot and pick your poison who you're going to get these buckets against. And he did. He did just that. And it's, it's, it's wild because the Pacers could have won this game. Like I said, this is a top 10 defensive team in the league. The Indian Pacers are. But right. for Boston to do what they did like I said, Gordon Hayward to give you 13 points and five rebounds off the bench, that's huge. But the person we're talking about right now is Marcus Morris. I love these guys. I call these guys donut guys. <laughs> Another donut guy. Another donut guy. Playing 17 minutes in the game, or 20, rather, and you come up with no points. And this game could have been easy put away. They could They would never been in a situation if Marcus Morris at least give you twelve points because he's good for that. He give you a donut. <laughs> Nothing sweet about it. No sprinkles. <laughs> you don't need a glazed donut. Plain like Jane said. donut. You know or saying? bagel. Bagel. <laughs> give right. him a plain bagel. No, right. no crunchiness to it. Strap the oven. He don't get no che- no cream cheese. And that's how he played. He played cheese last night. <laughs> If they he want to sure win. Did. I forgot he was on the team. To be honest, right. Well, the, the first game, I, you know, he he made an impact. This, this game, I'm like, until you just said something like, "Oh yeah, that's right, he do play for them." And one thing about Marcus Morris and his brother Marquise, they have games like this similar. They always have games like this on back to back nights, even though they play in two different c- cities. Yeah, it's, it's like a twin thing, huh? Right. When they show up, they show up for one game. Then you're like, man, where they go for the next? So. You try, we're trying to figure out how can these guys be more impactful. Al Horford is mm-hmm. one. They kept saying he, he was sick. I'm not trying to hear that, man. That's a lot of guys who played in the NBA sick. Like I said, if they want to win a championship, Brad Stevens would have to grow some. And tell, first and foremost, tell Al Horford, man, get off the three-point line. This is one thing I hate about the new NBA. The bigs want to be guards, and the point guards want to be bigs. Play your position. Right. Play your know position. Your role. Know your role. And, and they try to figure out, this is why Boston will, will not come out the East. Al Horford got to get off that three-point line. Al Horford is mo- most impactful when he's attacking under the rim. Right. Because that next series. That, that next series, who they may play, is going to be tough. Because you're looking at is where when Al Horford starts falling in love with a three-point hitting two and three a game, it might, win up in, it might end up in the win. But when you start missing them, there's no rebounder. Right, there's rebound. nobody to clean it up. It's just like right. you talk about, it turns right. into empty possessions. Right. So you turn, yeah, easily. And sometimes, and you know, one thing, you know, we play basketball. Coach Riley said, hey, you shoot, you shoot the long ball, it's going to turn to a, a long rebound. So that means the other team get that rebound and they can leak out. 
because Al Horford just falling too much in love with the three point. Like I said, he gave you four points last night. Whoop de doo. Still not enough. He had ten rebounds. He had four assists. Ten rebounds are gonna be there, but the points. Just the thing that's that's the concerning about Al Horford. Get off the three point line, man. I'm trying to tell you, man. Beat the teams up in the paint. They will win more. Like I said, Kyrie Irving went to work. I'm looking at the Pacers. Like I said, Boyan had 23-8-4. and four. Eight rebounds, four, and four steals. But like you said, Darren Collinson didn't give you anything. He had 13 points, I believe. He, he, and he had eight points at half. So you're looking at where right. the Pacers are. The Pacers are having trouble at the third and fourth quarter because they cannot get nothing from their starters. You're talking about Miles Turner, who played 32 minutes and gave you eight points. We need more than eight points. This guy, he plays his... <laughs> And he plays pretty good on the defensive end. But if you want to win games, feed the big man. I, I'm watching some of these games. The big man running down the court with the, with the guard. The guard won't pass on the ball because the guard want to want to get his points off. Then feed the big man. Make the big man feel important into the game. When you feed the big man, he's always going to run with you. Now you get a fast rate. He's running with you. He's not going. He's going to stop at the, at the half court line and save his energy. Reward the guys that's running with you down the court. Wesley Matthews. Oh my God. His six points is like zero points. He only hit that one. He hit the one three to go ahead late in the fourth quarter. This dude scored three points a half. Three points in the first quarter. Then he scored three points in the fourth. So you're looking at where is he bringing? He only scored in the first and fourth quarter. And there's nothing in the middle. He can't score in the second or third. Well, that's right. you're thinking too much about what you're doing on the floor. That's that thing fly and play your basketball. Play playoff basketball. You playing ten minutes here. The one, yep. the one thing, the one thing I would take away about this game late in the fourth quarter, when the Celtics is mounting the lead, Nate McMillan did not call a timeout. He tried to let his team play through it. You got he got he had like you said, Mark. He had to realize there was no video of Debo out there to play through <laughs> that type of situation. No Nobody's coming to save the day, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> and, and like Demonte Sabonis gave you seventeen minutes. He gave you one point five rebounds. Like I said, got it. He's too big. He's too big to be playing like that. And you look at the third quarter. The Pacers would have won this game. The third quarter, they outscored the Celtics 29-16. The Celtics in the fourth quarter in the game off on a 10-0 run. And, they, and, the, and the Pacers scored 12 points in the fourth quarter and got scorched by the Celtics by right. 31. So the Celtics scored 31 points. The Pacers got the Pacers got out rebounded. That's another way you lose thirty six rebounds to, to the Celtics forty eight. That cannot happen on a nightly basis. What, what is your, your key takeaways about this game? How do you think the Pacers will bounce back going home back to Indy? I think going home they they're gonna uh, do much better. Uh, I think this game was better than uh, the first game. So I think they building on something. I don't think it'll be enough to you know really make this series competitive. But I think they uh they took away enough from this game where they can get I think game three I think they're gonna win game three at home in Indy. Um, I think guys like, that don't show up you know uh, like Miles Turner, uh, Darren Collison. Uh, I think they will at home. You know guys like that typically play better at home. They're role players. You know on a row you look for your stars to take over and win the game for you. But they you know they start with is you know it's unfortunately hurt. So I think their role players, you know, uh, you know, step it up at home and get a dub for them. Um, and and what I, something I did take away from Kyrie is that he did the LeBron thing during the season, meaning he created a bunch of uh, 
media and turmoil and stress throughout the season. Right. And then when the playoffs start, he just flipped the switch and he's just like a completely different person. <laughs> yeah. And he's turning it on. He's playing playoff basketball. So he's going to turn Drew mode. Right. So when he's like that, they can't really be – they can't – well, he can't be stopped, which in turn turns the Celtics can't be stopped. Man, all right. So going back home, you feel like the Patriots got a chance to win two games at home or they get one? You believe – they get, you believe – then they get both? I think they get game three. That's it. I, I don't game think they three. get game – game four they probably won't get. I think game five is going to be back in Boston and they're going to close it out. It's going to be a gentleman's sweep. Ooh, we just hit the back door. Sweet. Okay. Okay. All right. Moving on. Moving right along. We got the Detroit Pistons and the Milwaukee Bucks. Man. Giannis Hanakumbo on Thalmaker. Did you see that? That dunk was crazy. As Chris Brown was saying, body to body. <laughs> <laughs> for sure hey he, they former teammates he showed no respect to this man so not only did he have that dunk you know that body to body dunk but Thon Maker tried to get him back and just got a total facial he, he put his stuff in his he got he's seven feet tall he tried to he tried to jelly roll and lay up on Giannis and Giannis threw that ball he spiked that ball like he's playing for volleyball like he's playing for the match point um, looking at looking at the Detroit Pistons, Dwayne Casey, yeah, he coached into the playoffs. They barely got into the playoffs, but the team is a little bit different with no Blake Griffin. Who knows? Maybe they have Blake. Maybe they squeeze a the game out. But right now, they better put some on more oil on them Pistons, boy, because right now, look, them engines are going to to lock up any minute. I mean, they season over. I mean, like I said, Luke Kennard keep blessing the team, man. He's the only one showing up. Like, this is too nice. Now he showed up. Gave you 19 points and four rebounds. Um, Andre Drummond, 18 points and 16 rebounds. For a guy that big, Andre Drummond, sometimes he's, he's a disappointment. In the playoffs, right. he should be dominating. Right. I agree with you, that. This guy is... Especially is, against that team. Right. A team like that, he should be biting in cats. But let you know how good... Bone, um, Bonehoser is the coach of Milwaukee Bucks. How he put a good defensive plan together to keep guys out of the paint. He he don't mind like Luke Kennard and all. If you want to beat us, you got to come with your other guys. You got to come with your uh, Reggie Jacksons and, and your Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond gave you 18 points and 16 rebounds once again. A guy like the guy his stature and size in the playoffs, he should be having 30, 30 and 17 rebounds to go along with four blocks. He's he's not making his presence felt on the court because first of all, he can't hit free throws. He's another guy who's trying to shoot threes all of a sudden. That is not your forte. I'd rather for you to stick down low, punish these cats, get them in foul trouble. You're going back home to the little right. Caesars arena. Get the Milwaukee little Bucks coming little Caesars arena. And you know, I know everybody going to laugh when I say this, but right <laughs> now y'all getting a plain cheese pizza. Cause y'all ain't getting no pepperoni. Right. No, they're getting a high ready. <laughs> they not they not getting no specialty pizza. They gonna get a regular plain cheese, uh, cheese pizza, hot and ready for five dollars. Cause that's what that, that's what the Milwaukee uh, bus the Milwaukee bus about to come do. They about to send y'all home hot and ready. This this series is over. 
Milwaukee's put up 120 points on them. Now what? This is back-to-back games. Chris Middleton, right. 24 points to go along with eight, with eight assists with five boards. Then you got Giannis coming through with his double-double. And one thing I like about Giannis, and people try to compare, and they try to compare Ben Simmons to Giannis, first and foremost, man, Ben Simmons is no Giannis. Giannis make his not presence felt on the floor. Make his presence felt. I can get to the hole. I can play defense. He's not scared to get hit. And one thing I like about Giannis, he can hit free throws. Right. And one, and one thing, he's starting to try to shoot the three ball now. So, he, if, if, yeah. like I said, if he get a three ball going, you talk about hands down. You talk about probably he'd best be player in the league. Best player in the league, for sure. He would be the best damn player in the league, hands down. Because Giannis give you way more. than He's coachable. He's likable. He's not looking to meet new friends on the floor. He does it for the Milwaukee Bucks organization, that community. To give you four assists, 12 rebounds, and 26 points, and, and not to play the fourth quarter, just to chill. Just imagine the last two games he set in the fourth quarters. That's kind of scary going into the next series because I let you know, if we can blow this team out to three quarters and Giannis rest fourth quarters, you got to think about it. That's, that's, that's one game. If if you put those four quarters together, that means he's that means he totally missed that's one, a, a game's rest, which means he would be fresh to go along another course. Now, if he keep he keep doing this, this team could, could probably could find a way in the Eastern Conference Championship or maybe not in the NBA Finals though, if they keep this up. And remember, they're doing all this too with no Malcolm Brogdon who's been out, no Pal Gasol. So just imagine those two ingredients, them other two guys, them glue guys. You talk about this team right here can make some noise. And you're looking at, like I said, Aaron Bless will give you 27. I want to give this guy praise. You know, every now and then you got to give a guy praise that come off the bench and get in, and put up points. Pat Connaughton, 18 points, nine rebounds. Marcus, dude was blazing, man. Dude was blazing. To get off like that, to to come in and pull and pull the strap like that when needed. I mean. What else do you want from a guy like that? Like I said, the Bucks killed these guys. 120-99. Dwayne right. Casey. Dwayne Casey, you have to put a plan together. You got to start off hot. I mean, you was right there at halftime. I don't know what happened in the third quarter. Like I said, these teams get amnesia. They forgot to play basketball. I mean, Dwayne Casey and these guys can come out there and play for you. Uh. Yeah, he's like notorious for this. I think he just serious, and then he just comes against a, a just a dominant player, a la LeBron James, mm-hmm. and it's like chill up like the players do. Like he just be out there looking, hoping, hoping somebody you know uh, do something special to give him a break because right. the. What's the the rookie? What was his name? You mentioned is it Kennard? Yeah, Luke Kennard. He need to be starting. This is second season. Yeah, um, he need to be starting. You like, gotta mix it up now. Yeah, yeah. At this point, yeah, it's desperation mode. He need yeah. to be in the starting lineup um, early. Cause like, cause he comes he comes off the bench and it's like like night and day. You know, Reggie start getting real dicey. They get real right. dicey. Not enough. Smith come in, and uh-huh. you know he's good. He's a you know a distributor. He's not really putting up points, 
And then you look up, you you was once winning by 10 points. Now you're down by 15, like, with a snap of the finger. So he's going to have to mix it up, uh, feature drumming way more, because he's a dominant inside guy. Like, he's one of those guys who's not shooting threes. He's just bully balling inside. Right. And, and Milwaukee is big, but they don't got somebody to combat that. I mean, Giannis can guard him, but not like that. From his offensive game, he's, you know. Got a drum in the whole game. He should be punishing. The, he should be punishing him so bad because, like I said, he's wide right there. You know, he's wide body. Uh, excuse me, Andre Drum. He's a wide body. You would think somebody his size would dominate. The whole thing about him, he should be putting a front court in foul trouble in the first quarter. Giannis should have two fouls. Um, Robin Lopez should have two fouls. You gotta find other ways to get those two guys in foul trouble. Who else can they rely on? Because Paul Gasol is hurt. They, ain't got, they don't have Greg Monroe anymore. They gotta <laughs> find some way to punish these guys. I'm looking like, dude, what are you doing? He think everything is funny. Like another guy who doesn't take the game to me very seriously. I, I already told you, Joel and Bino take the game, so he think everything's a joke. But these guys don't take it serious. They think it's funny games. No. You playing the game. It's only fun when you win that NBA trophy. There's nothing to laugh about when you don't have none of the hardware on your fingers. Some of these guys ain't got any engagement rings on their fingers. They think everything's funny. I mean, you play to win the game. Hello. <laughs> right. And you looking at where Detroit, Detroit had, Detroit got blocked 11 times. And they only had seven blocks. Milwaukee had 11. They had seven. We're hurting the Detroit Pistons. Their field goal percentage is terrible. They shoot 37% as a team collectively. You're looking at the Milwaukee Bucks. You're not beating a team that's shooting 52% from the field. That mean, they, Man, that is crazy. That means for every time they come out of the court, three out of, what, what, one or three times, they they hitting that ball twice. So, <laughs> so how are you going to beat a team that's hot like that? Like I said, when you got three guys that's in their 20s, Man, that's hard to beat, man. That's hard to beat. Bledsoe with 27. Giannis with 26. Chris Milton with 24. Just imagine they had Malcolm Brogdon. They other three-point shooter. That guy easily could come to the game and get 17. If they had, had him, this score would have been like 140 to 99. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, is, is Brogdon set to come back at any time in the playoffs? Uh, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think so. But, you know, I'm going to give everybody a little quick note before I move on to the next team. DeJounte Murray. Go look at his Instagram, folks. This guy's out here. Windmilling. Windmilling. <laughs> Windmilling. I don't know who these these guys are going to see for surgery procedures. They're getting cleaned up real nice. And they getting they coming back with on the floor back in three to four months. Like Russell Rusbrook, what's that a couple years ago when he ran to Patrick Beverly? He said right. he was gonna be out for they said he was out indefinitely. That dude was out. That dude came back in two months, man. First game back with a triple double in the win. Man, come on, man. <laughs> Who are these guys' surgeons, man? These guys are here getting miracles. They must want to see that same surgeon that Peyton Manny had over there in France to get the neck procedures because these guys is feeling these guys is feeling awesome right now. They taking over. Great. Great. Right. And just imagine that backcourt when he comes uh, back. He comes back. It's gonna be Murray and White. I mean, they they kind of rebuild on the fly with G League players. Well uh, Murray was a draft pick, but White was in the G League last year and he's giving he giving Denver, uh, like, 
Give him them buckets. Run for the money. <laughs> wait till Lonnie. Wait till Lonnie Walker come along. That Spurs team gonna be scary. Once he figure out the NBA game and how to get his body in a good position to score, and now to come off the down screen and picks, he got something special about him. Lonnie Walker from Miami University. Something very special about that kid. Just wait. Popovich got something. Man, man, Popovich got a lot of cooks in the kitchen, man. I ain't talking Ratatouille <laughs> either, man. There's a lot of cooks in that kitchen. They never argue. They put off the best product that money can buy in San Antonio for a ticket. Shout out to right. Popovich, man. He like, he like the Gordon Ramsay of the game. A lot of things, I'm going to drop a nugget on I'm drop, I'm drop a nugget on you. A lot of people didn't know that before taking over the head coach role, for the San Antonio Spurs, Greg Popovich was the GM. He was the one who go overseas to overlook all these players and see what these guys look like. He have a connection. Yeah, he, got a good, yeah, he got a good feel for those that style of play too. So right. he know when a, uh, a foreign player is gonna be good or not. Like he like can sense it. It's like a third I mean, eye, or something like that. <laughs> I mean, you know what's so smart about Popovich? Why he get the foreign players? They coachable. They understand the game. They've been playing the game since they were 16 at a high rate. So when you get them over to the NBA, yes, they gotta find themselves in the two, three years to get acclimated with the speed over here. But once they come acclimated to that speed, they throw their little Euro, their European game in it. It's a whole new ball game, man. It's a whole new ball game. In a minute, it's gonna be in a minute, a European player will be the face of the league. And more likely it might be Giannis. And Luka Donovich, Luka Donovich is not that far from behind him. Because at one point in time, right. be, before Dirk Nowinski hanging it up, there's a lot of people walking around with Dirk Nowinski jerseys. Because them guys can ball. Them guys can ball. And before he took over, when he became the GM of the Spurs, this is the same guy who traded Dennis Rodman to the, to the Chicago Bulls, I believe, for, 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 I think, Bill Winnington, and it worked out. It worked out best for both ball clubs because eventually the Bulls wanted to win three rings with Dennis Rodman, turn Michael Jordan three rings to six. When he making the trades that he did and drafting the Tim Duncan with, with Popovich, his, his, he turned his stuff into five rings. So everybody eats and they won. So kudos to him know what he's doing. So, before we get right to this last game, the Utah Jazz and the Houston Rockets. I don't want to talk about this game. Yeah, I'm disappointed in the Jazz. <laughs> all this stuff Jay Crowder asked about how do you guard James Harden for Patrick Beverly. They had a game in the regular season. Patrick Beverly's giving some points on the game to guard James Harden. So far, it's like it's not working because these guys are playing defense sideways. I don't know if Patrick Beverly, he probably told you to play like that, but y'all got to go look at some Patrick Beverly tapes. When you say play sideways, touch him up a little bit. Rough him up. They didn't do none of that, Marcus. They dudes are really playing defense sideways with their hands on. He's going straight to the cup every time. Right. Matador defense. Like, <laughs> come on. You got to play better defense than that. He's not even, I don't even think he gets, like, brushed upon when he goes to the lane. It's like a clear lane to the basket. Right. And James Harden every time either decide to throw the oops to Capella or just do that floater. It's like automatic. And they don't do nothing about it. It's like baffling to me. It's mind-boggling. <laughs> right. Because you're looking at, all right, Rudy Gobert gave you 11 and 12. Derrick Ferris finally came to play. Because, you know, last game, I think he had four points. He gave you 14 and 12 to still wind up in the L. I think Donovan Mitchell needs to slow it down a little bit. He's one of the guys I like to watch. I think he forced in a lot of shots because of the 
the tempo the Houston Rockets are playing. He's trying to keep up with their tempo. That Houston Rockets tempo is a little bit – that tempo's up there with the Golden State Warriors. These guys play trap meet basketball. They want you to miss so they can get back on the offense and score. That's how the Houston Rockets are playing. Donovan Mitchell, slow it down. You're going five for 19, brother, with 11 points. You, you, didn't even, I didn't know you was out there for a minute. I just seen 45 running around just, just trying to heave us up like he was in the backyard. Ricky Rubio. Had four steals, nine assists with 17 points. But he but he can't guard James Harden. Can no one on this team guard James Harden? I don't know why they keep sticking Rubio on him. It's like embarrassing. Right. And the one thing I like about what Houston did, James Harden had 27 points at halftime. Only finished the game with 32. He was pacing himself. I'm going to keep saying that word because this is the second game now where James Harden was pacing himself. He had to do that much now. Because other people are helping. Like I said, the Manimal is a great addition. Seven rebounds and seven points. Now when they play that if they get played the Golden State Warriors in that Western Conference Finals, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a matchup problem for somebody because Manimal will play hard and he's very strong. Clint Capella had to do much. Seven points to give you ten boards. Yeah, I think they played in the next round though. I think yeah. that's it. That's it. Next round is like the, the Western Conference Finals because they're on the same side of the bracket. Right. No. I'm going to get kudos to this guy right here. I always give him a little bit of hell, too, every now and then. P.J. Tucker, man. He was on fire last night. He was 4-4. Four four. Finished the game with 16 points. Now, if they want to win a championship, you need for him to step up like that all the time. Like right. All the time. I don't care how I don't care how Bleacher Report and Kicks on Fire posted his shoe game. When your shoe game is better than your points and you playing out there, that's a problem. I don't care about the <laughs> shoes. I need for him to go out there and bring it like this every night. PJ, you listening to this? No hard feelings, no disrespect. Your shoe game is fire. I give you that. When people recognize you for your shoe game, for not your game, that's totally bad. That's a that's that's bad right there. That's totally that's a bad take. Man, you keep doing what you're doing right there, man. It, y'all might be hosting the Larry O'Brien trophy when it comes June. And Gordon Hayward, I mean, not Gordon Hayward, Eric Gordon, excuse me. If Eric Gordon can keep this up, do what he do, 16 points, you just need for your glue guys to step it up, your role players. If your role players can get you at least 12, 13 points a game in the playoffs, you can walk away with the win because now James Harden can go out there and get the 32 center scoring 50. When James Harden scoring 40 and beyond, the, the glue guys only have about 8 to 9 points. Now, you can get the glue guys going like this and get you double figures with 16 or more. You put in 32 points, 13 rebounds, and 10 assists. That's a good look. Not only Chris Paul has 17 points. I don't, I don't circle his assists no more because that's, that's what he's supposed to do, dish the ball. I love when Chris Paul gets the two steals and the two blocks. When he gets two blocks on you, that's a problem. That's a problem. And Chris Paul is a pit bull. Chris Paul is a pit bull. He's just like Patrick Beverly, but Patrick Beverly is a little bit more aggressive. He, Chris Paul is a pit. He, he, he's coming after you. But like I said, the way how Houston won this game, Houston shot 47% from the field. Utah, 39%. Marcus, like, come on, man. Are you kidding me? I'm just so disappointed. I thought they would uh, bring a little more fight. Like, once I seen they just kept sticking Rubio on Harden, I'm like, man, they don't want to fight. Like, after the first game, it was evident Rubio cannot guard right. him. It's like he can't do right. nothing with him. So you right. got to put uh, Crowder on him uh, if you don't want to put uh, Spider Mitchell on him. I mean, you got to put somebody more physical on James Harden and rough him up, make things at least a little bit difficult for him. Like, they just making right. it – he's just picking them apart. 
He like a quarterback out there, just picking them apart, picking the defense apart. So that and then, and then it's just not helping for their confidence on offense because offense is like seventy percent confidence, and they getting torched on the other end. So that none of those guys is beside. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just doing their thing out there on the on the floor. When you're looking at that, what's going on? And with the Utah Jazz, I mean, you would think they give you more Quinn Snyder and them guys. I mean, I'm trying to figure out what's the game plan. Like, what, how can they approach the Houston Rockets? You know what James Harden going to do. The whole thing is, man, you can't let CP, CP3 get off. Once you let him get off, man, this, this series is a wrap, man. Utah, man, they're going back to Utah with them crazy fans up there, man. Well, I don't know what they fans going to be saying, but that's a hostile environment. Oh, yeah, that is for sure. Like, like that, that's, that's where they got their best shot. If they're going to win anything, a game, a quarter in this series, it's going to have to be in Utah. Do you feel like they can win one? Do you feel like they can win one on their home floor? Uh, No. I think they can win a quarter. So not a sweep, they getting the swifter. So we're gonna spray it on the floor and just wipe it away. All the dirt. No confetti. So you heard it folks. They getting swept. You know, a game that I did want to piggyback on. I'm looking at I told you about the Denver Nuggets. They was gonna come around, Marcus. They was gonna come around. I said they was gonna win I said they was gonna win game two. Because you got this you say you want the Spurs to win that series. I said, Jamal Murray scored 21 of his 24 points in the fourth quarter. You talking about the Canadian was hot. The Canadian was on yeah. fire. He brought him back. He brought him back. This, like, this game is about to be over. And you were looking at where, where they got help from. Gary Harris poured in with 23. My guy, like the Joker, Nikola Jokic, 21 points, 13 rebounds, 8 assists. That is, that is huge. You had a guy that came out of nowhere who I thought chipped in real great. A guy his name is Monte Morris. This guy averaged six points per six, six points a game, but he chipped in with eleven points and six rebounds. That's what I'm saying. If you want to win games, these were the blue guys come in and be special. At you're looking at Malik Beasley off the bench who give you eight points. That is great. That is great. That's how you win games. And Paul Millsap actually played Paul Millsap basketball, seven boards and twenty points. I loved it. I loved it. But you, but you can't have Willie Barton out there going one for ten now. Like you got to be kidding me, one for ten. At least he went over six from the three point line. Donut. That was very unsweet. Oh, he he. That was a diet donut. They don't even make those, Marcus. But that was a diet donut he did from out the three point line. So you're looking at Demar Derozan. <laughs> looking at Demar Derozan, Marcus. He had 31 points. And they still lost. Derek Wright, 17 points. They still lost. I told you, Lamarcus Aldridge will follow his game up with a 24-point performance. I said, I, was, I said he's going to have 24 and 12. He gave you 24 and 8. So you already know what to expect from him. Series tied up. Series tied up. And like I said, I think Denver going to win the next. I think they're going to win. I think Denver going to win the next two at home. Man. I mean, no, I think they're going to win the next two in San Antonio. If they can pull up next to San Antonio, excuse me, man, the Spurs might be in trouble. I feel like they might, this series might go six. I'm still going to edge the Denver Nuggets. But Kyle Lowry came through. We're not going to stay too much on this topic. Then the Magic got obliterated, blown off the earth. Kawhi Leonard, 15 for 22 with 37 points. 
Kyle Lowry. He went from donut to, guess what, y'all? Bagels on me. I didn't go bagel. I made everything I did. I got cream. I got, he said, I got, I got all type of cream cheese. I got hazelnut cream cheese. I got strawberry cream cheese. I got regular cream cheese. He got plain bagels to cinnamon bagels to, to Parmesan cheese bagels. The guy was awesome that night. Can he, can he do it again? Can he do it again? That's the whole situation. He got to play like that. Yeah, I night. think so. I think so. I think he can. Uh-huh. He got to come with it. You know, Pasal Soccer with 19 to 10. This team, the Raptors is a scary team, man. And the, the whole thing is about the Raptors. Marcus Hall ain't really got off yet. Marcus Hall ain't really got off yet. Once he get off, man, somebody can be in trouble. But the team I'm disappointed in, man. The team I'm disappointed in is the OKC Thunder. They down 0-2. Uh, CJ McCollum, 33 points. Damian Lillard, 29. This backcourt is very special. You no, know, like I said, nobody talked about the Portland Trailblazers because they they played in the Northwest. And you're looking at these guys, man. You, they might be the best. They they probably are the probably the best backcourt in the league. I know people are gonna say Steph and Clay, but but these guys always show up regular season. Always show up and playoffs too right now. They up two games to zero. Right. OKC is going back home. This is a must-win game for OKC. This is a must-win. They got to win, or it's, you it, know, it's it, a wrap. We know the statistics about 3-0. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to win the series. They have to win this game. Like that patch on their jersey that say love, love's gas station, they got to show a little love out there because right now, they playing with a lot of hate in their heart, man. This team don't look right. But we know Paul George is hurt. One thing why people probably don't like Russell Westbrook, he's trying to win his team to victory. You got to trust the teammates, first and foremost. Russell Westbrook had to trust the teammates. Yeah, he had a triple-double. Dude, with 5 of 20, man. 14 points, 9 rebounds, 11 assists. But other guys, Paul George is giving you 27 points, let alone with a messed-up shoulder. I'm not getting nothing. Jeremy Grant, he gave me five points for rebounds. Terrence Ferguson, seven points, three rebounds. Dennis Schroeder, who had a he had a stellar first quarter, seventeen points. But what happened in second, third, fourth quarter? Just like how we didn't say nothing. That's why he went MIA. You cannot MIA. do that in the playoffs. <laughs> he went missing in action. I mean, he, that's the type of player he is. Though in the regular season, he he was very much the same way. Like in the um, their their prime time games, he disappears, and then he's like heavily relying upon Westbrook and uh, PG to get OKC over. Even though he he has a, a, a significant role on the team, like he's the, the 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 player on the floor to keep the defense honest. Right. You know, and, you go in that, that that short corner, you got to knock down them shots, buddy. Right. And you're looking at Raymond Felton give you one point. For 14 minutes? Man, come on, man. Sit him down, man. And, and the reason I say Raymond Felton, why is Patrick Patterson not playing? Why? His two games in a row, he has not too. touched the floor. He's not injured. Why is he not on the floor? Why? Because he can't keep up with the speed in the temple. That is BS. Put him out there. Set some steps up for him. Give him some looks. Because he can't knock down a three. He can't go to the hole. I'm trying to figure out why is he not out there playing. Nobody's not talking about this. They might be talking about the OKC. Well, after hours live for the man cave, this will be breaking until you live, live cutting raw. 
Why is he not on the floor? If you can't get nothing else from nobody else. Like I said, the Morris twins. Markeith Morris gave you seven points in 13 minutes. But prison wasn't filled. No, there's no well score points in garbage minutes. So his points don't count, even though he gave you eight and seven. Still trying to figure out why Patrick Patterson is not playing. That's all I want to know. That's all I want to know because Damian Lillard and these boys, these guys are cooking. They're cooking. And you're looking at where the Portland Trailblazers is out 40% from the three point line. Man, OKC shot Dennis Schroeder jersey number out there 17%. You thought he was going to win? <laughs> you were 17%? Get the the OKC Thunder need to because they know I would be feeding Stephen Adams a lot in the inside. Maybe that changed game three. Maybe that would change. I would feed him some more because right now it's getting ugly. They gotta find That's some true. way. They have to do something. We gonna wrap this up. And I want everybody to tune in tonight. NBA TV, 9 o'clock, the Denver Nuggets take on the Spurs. Who are you going with that, Marcus? Uh, man, I think Denver going to get it. I think Denver going to get it. I mean, I think they may have found something, uh, albeit, uh, you know, like an all-star performance from um, mm. from Murray in that fourth quarter. I think right. uh, the other team can draw co- – other t- people on the team can draw confidence from it. And I think they're going to get a dub in uh, – in San Antonio, even though San Antonio is one of the best home teams in the league, right? I think they can. Uh, I think they can pull it off. I think they. I don't think they're gonna win Game Four. I think it's gonna go back to Denver, tied two two. But I think they can uh, surprise everybody and win this game tonight. Yeah, I'm going with Denver. I'm going with Denver to win this game by seven points. I'm looking at Nikolai Jokic with triple double, 20, 26 points, thirteen rebounds, and eleven assists to go along with two blocks. Um, Another game three, the 76ers, TNT. That's an 8, 8 p.m. game playing the Brooklyn Nets. Series tied 1-1. I'm think, I think Brooklyn may get this one at home just because I think Jerry Allen got punked. And I thought Joel Embiid had been tossed from the game with the elbow to the, to, to the chin. I'm going with the Brooklyn Nets. I'm looking for them to come out. I'm, I think Brooklyn get past the, the 76ers by five. I think D'Angelo Russell going to come out and have a 26-point game. And Joe Harris, I would love to step up. I think Joe Harris may finish with 16. Who are you taking? Uh, so this one, I got, I'm got. i going to disagree. I'm going to say the Sixers win this one, too. Um, I just think they uh, figured out that they got to, you know, just be relentlessly attacking this Brooklyn Nets team. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as they're attacking a hoop and not settling for jump shots, which, you know, they, they one of their best players can't do anyway. Uh, they'd be all right if they just attack the paint and try to get as many layups as they can, and then um, leave driving and kicking to Ben Simmons and not, and he's not out on the perimeter just in no man's land because he he's like not useful out there. Mm-hmm. I think I think they win this game. I think it'll be close. I think they win by three points. Ooh, three. The game, the most intriguing game tonight. The gloves are on. The wait decision is in. Seven at six foot two, probably two hundred and some pounds. We got Patrick Beverly going against Patrick. I would call him Patrick the Relentless Beverly <laughs> versus Kevin the Snake Slam Reaper Durant. Six ten, two hundred and twenty. Was Kevin Durant two forty? A skinny two forty. 
So the Warriors and Clippers, the Clippers are at home. The Warriors gave a 31-point lead. They love 3-1 and one for some reason. Who you got winning this game? Um, This is a tough one, though. You don't know what you'll get from the Clippers. Right. Man, I'm going to go with the Warriors. I think, the Warriors? I think glad that game, too. I mean, it was a game for the ages that the Clippers played, but even even with them being at home, I don't know if they can replicate that again. I mean, that took that type of effort has to take so much out of you. I mean, it gives you confidence, but then it also should motivate the Warriors to be like, "Yeah, we played around with them. We can't have that happen again." And All I right. think they're gonna come out and and shut it shut it up shut it down early and close the casket this time. They, last game they you know they shut it down early and then left the casket open. You know, and, and the Clippers climbed out. But I don't think they're going to allow that to happen this time. Uh-oh. Me. Upset alert. Upset alert. I'm going with the Clippers at home. I'm going with okay. the owner, Steve Ballmer. <laughs> I'm going with my boy, Montrez Harrell, Pat Beverly. And realize these guys don't have a true superstar. I'm looking for these guys to follow this back up with a seven-point win game to get two. Okay. They can win two. This okay. is a steal. Because this is going to be vulnerable. Somebody, I believe somebody will get tossed out tonight. It's going either going to be Draymond Green going might get thrown out tonight. I'm looking at I'm looking at Doc Rivers going to get teed up. Steve Kerr might get teed up. This game going to have five technical fouls tonight. I'm going with the Clippers at home. Okay. By five points. I'm going to throw a nugget out here. This is my last nugget. Then I'm going to be out. The nugget of the day is for this for the situation. How many people knew out there that Lou Williams fast before every game? He doesn't eat lunch or breakfast. Oh shoot, I didn't know that. He doesn't eat lunch or breakfast. So he can feel light as possible in the course. So that means he can lose about five or six pounds and make him a little bit faster. So when he does that, he followed that with after after he played that game with win or loss, he followed that up with a big meal. Then if they play the next, if he play another game in another city the next night, do the same thing. Doesn't eat lunch or breakfast. That is oh, nothing out there, folks. Wow, he's doing that intermittent fasting. Yes, yes, he does. And he, like I said, Lou is the most prolific and dangerous scorer off the bench. He's taken over the new role as Manuel Ginobili in the playoffs. I said it, Ginobili, everybody knows Ginobili. Before he became a starter, he was off the bench for, the, for some of those Spurs championship teams. And he came off the bench right. for sports teams. And Lou Williams is doing the same thing, folks. They should have a part where in the NBA for an all-star game that you should be able to pick a six-man player. You pick a six-man from the East and West, he automatically makes the all-star team. No votes. Let, let the coaches decide who the best six-man is. At the at the halfway point through, you take it. You take your pick. You take it to the podium. All right, the East. We go with. I'm just throwing a name out there. Come on, do it. We go with Tyreek Evans, who I thought was placed off the bench so far for the Pacers. We go with him. Then the West is going to be kind of tough because you got to bring in Jamal Crawford. You got to bring in a Lou Williams. Those guys off the bench. Either Montrez, he would come off the bench and give you buckets. So that's what I want to see change going forward to the NBA All Star game. I'm just throwing my name in the hat. We out. We're gonna be in a minute. We wrapping this up. This is Tay Wick. This is after hours live from Man Cave with your host Tay Wicks. This your co-host Mark Thien. We out of here.
Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to After Hours Live from the Man Cave Podcast. If you would like to hear more from me and my man Tay Wiggs, please go to your favorite podcast listener and subscribe to us. We are just about everywhere nowadays. We're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple iTunes and Google Podcasts. So if you like what you hear, subscribe to us to hear more. Oh, and before I go, please also hit up our Anchor profile page. That's anchor.fm forward slash after hours live from the man cave. And click that little purple button that says support this podcast and help us out. Peace.